This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about a digital detox and how that can improve your health and how it can help you to start eliminating more stress from your life and therefore easing up your anxiety. Now, it's not like all you have to do is a digital detox and your anxiety is gone. We all know that this is a process of being able to get back into our rest and digest mode uh, and, and to actually feel the relaxation in our lives again. And it takes the body and the mind a little bit of time to do that. The mind, the shift in your mind can happen early and then the body's got to take some time to catch up. But today I want to offer you some ideas about how doing a digital detox, how actually paying attention to how much technology is in your world by having an awareness of it and maybe making some changes, uh, you can actually begin to move more in the direction of peace and joy and away from stress and anxiety. We all use the technology. I am uh, able to get these podcasts to you because we have such amazing technology in our lives now. And so this isn't about a good or bad. This isn't black or white. This is about taking control of our own lives again and using technology to our benefit. That You know, there's some things like the constant streaming of uh, technology can uh, it can get in the way of a lot of things, everything from relationships in your house to your sleep. It can be a difficult thing, but it can also be a marvelous thing. So let's keep our technology as something that's marvelous and have it work for us instead of having to be dealing with things like eye strain. And those of you who I talk to quite often, I want you know that I'm talking to you because I am getting reports about eye strain, neck strain, and this is from work, right? And so, but we don't just use our technology at work. We bring our technology with us 24-7, and it does give us some of these physical uh, stresses such as eye strain and neck pain. And um, they're even linking the technology to attention deficit disorder, which is showing up not only, of course, in children, but in adults as well. Another problem that we have with too much uh, technology is that it's a distraction. 
it can go from distraction to addiction. I um, really read a great article that was written by Christiane Northrup. I will put a link to that, her digital detox in the show notes, and you can uh, have something to look back on. She spurred me on to actually talk to you guys about this because what we see is what happens is that we go from having a distraction, so much of a, uh, a important piece in our life that it becomes an addiction. It becomes something that we're uncomfortable to be without and we're searching for it. And I hear this a lot. So I started putting the pieces together and I thought it might be time to bring this up again. I know we've talked about this before, but it's very important Back in the day, I had a unplug the plug-in drug campaign in our school district. Now that was only for television because that's where the world was at. At that point, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't really use our computers all that much back then. Computers were in the schools and stuff, but it was still not a part of our regular life as it is now with all of our email and um, using technology almost until we go to bed at night. So back then it was about TV. Now we've got a whole digital world. So we're just going to talk about it like that. It can be anything from your phone to your computer and your tablet, anything in between. Just know that there are some severe consequences. The article that I read actually brought something up to me that I hadn't been thinking about, but there were some questions. Let me ask you these. When you hear the chime on your incoming message, do you drop whatever you're doing to check your phone? This is some, these are some ways that we're going to see if this is actually a problem in your life. Does the phone notification message dictate what you're doing? Do you drop what you're doing? Maybe if you're in a conversation, do you look at your phone when you hear that? It's it's gone beyond a phone ringing. Our phones don't seem to ring anymore. We don't take voice calls anymore, but we're always looking when we hear that bing and we go. So ask yourself, when you hear that chime of the incoming message, do you drop whatever you're doing and check your phone? The next question is, do you feel anxious when you're unable to check your social media updates? Does that bring you some stress? Do you feel more anxious when you can't check your social media? Just social media here, right? Not even talking about email. Do you panic when you lose your smartphone? Well, everybody might feel a little heightened sense of anxiety, or stress, right? Because if we lose our smartphone, we've lost a lot of contacts. But I want to ask you if you can feel that you are really in a panic about it. Like you feel like you have lost your oxygen mask. You feel like you have lost your oxygen mask or your umbilical cord has been cut. Think about it. It's it's a dreadful thing to lose your phone and all of the information, contacts, pictures, and so forth that are on there. But does it feel like you have lost a connection? Next question is, this is an important one I want everyone to think about for many reasons. Have you ever texted while driving? This is big. If you find that you are 
feeling a compulsion to text while you are driving, you want to take a breath and double check that again. Because I actually was driving yesterday when I was going to the grocery store and there was a woman, I was taking a right and she was at perpendicular to me and supposed to be waiting to take a left. And she was texting and she was texting for a long time. There were people behind her patiently waiting and then the horns, the beeping started. So I really, I get it. I know it's a red light and we think it's a time to text, but pay attention and pay attention. If you have ever been moving in the car driving and you have had a compulsion to text Double check that, please, because there is nothing more important than keeping yourself safe on the road. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Christiane goes on to say that if you say yes to any of these questions, then technology is hijacking your life and it is probably time for a digital detox. She goes on to mention some ways that it is that you can do this detox. And like I said, the post, the entire post will be in the show notes for you to go back and look at. But I want you to think about it while we're here. Being intentional. When you are going to take some time to change your technology habits, you're going to want to be intentional about it. And this is all really helpful for those who are struggling still here with anxiety because when we are intentional, we are bringing our attention, our attention to what we are going to do. And we are aware of our want and our desire and our willingness to put it into action. So be intentional. Know how long you're going to do something or of the exact change that you're going to make. Like you can change up what you're doing with your email. Email's a great place to start because it's a little less 
calling for our attention than some of the social media. But maybe you could take a weekend where you didn't check your email. Maybe from Friday evening until Monday morning. That might, and you can let people know ahead of time, or you can put a notice on a responder on your email. But do something for yourself that gives you a break from that almost robotic-like response to our technology. We check our email, check our email. Don't have anything to do, check your email. Give yourself a weekend break, maybe from a Friday evening to a Monday morning. If that doesn't work for you, try to find one full day, maybe one full Sunday that you can go without checking your email. And that's just for an example. Now, there's some other things that you want to consider here. Waking up. When you wake up in the morning, a great way to make a shift in your digital life, in your technology addiction, is that when you wake up, don't look at your phone as the first thing. When you wake up and immediately turn to your phone to look for notifications, it really starts your day as in other people's worlds, what the world is pushing in on you. And so you want to take some time for you. So I have a lot of people that are talking to me right now, and morning anxiety is a very big issue. That doesn't start because of our technology, but if our cortisol is high in the morning and if we are sensitive to it, we need to take care of ourselves in the morning. And jumping right into your social media or even your email can just set up the tone of the day for you to start running right then. Maybe a better thing to do would be to do some morning stretches, maybe some morning yoga, a little Tai Chi or Qigong, a little just free form exercises, maybe some calisthenics. Um, Dr. Mercola has a great little set that we have talked about in the group coaching membership. And I think that that might be a better start to the day than rolling over, picking up the phone and seeing what the world is trying to put on you. The next idea that Christiane has is to set limits. And she goes on to say here that the average person checks their phone 150 times a day. So set a limit for how many times you're going to look at your phone, whether it's checking email or social media, voicemails, texts, whatever. But for an example, she says you can set your smartphone alarm as a reminder to check your notifications maybe once an hour. And then once you've taken a few minutes to check your messages and respond to them and any urgent matters, put your phone down and don't check it again until your alarm goes off again. Now, I want to add to that because I think the setting of the alarm on our phone is a great way to use our technology. And whether you're going to do that every hour or every two hours, you might want to even start spreading it out further, is to also when that alarm has gone off and you have checked your messages and you're ready to put the phone back down again for another hour, take a breath. Take one minute to maybe have six mindful breaths. It doesn't take that long to just add one minute onto that 
that time that you've just spent looking at your social media. This is a way that you can start tying your social media to, okay, I've done that. Now I'm going to take care of any ramped up feelings I might've got from my emails or texts. And I'm going to take a minute and even set the timer if that is helpful for you. Other people know how to breathe a certain number of breaths for their body. That will be one minute and do that. Spend one minute with yourself, with your breath. This can be a great shift. Not only are we eliminating something that may be causing us to ramp up number of times during the day, but we're also taking the time to relax our nervous system and have a moment to ourselves. Another thing that she mentions here is to clean up your friend list. She says that staying friended to people with whom you haven't spoken in ages is the equivalent of keeping up with the Joneses. And so this is where you want to look at who you are spending your time with on social media, what you're reading from these people. Unfriending people may not be the way that you have to go. Many people use social media in their work also, and so they're not connected with these people on a daily basis. So you have to use your own willpower to say, I'm only going to read those things that are important to me or those people that I have in my inner circle. Another thing that she says here is to let go of FOMO. And we've talked about that here before, the fear of missing out. And what I would like to add, we all know what the fear of missing out is. We're we're not up on all the latest social media. We didn't look at every Facebook post. We didn't look at uh, our texts in the last half hour or 15 minutes and something may have come in. And it really is much more about with social media than with our text. And that could be with Facebook Messenger or with posts. And there's lots of other social media. I always say Facebook because obviously that's the one that is uh, biggest in my life. But I would like to add in here is maybe you want to let go of Foku. And that's F-O-K-U. And this is a big one for me. It is the fear of keeping up, the fear of being able to keep up. Now, I've added that in because that has struck me. I am often very quick to want to go to the email because I want to clean it up because I have this fear, perhaps, of not being able to keep up, that it's going to build up to this huge mountain at the end of the day. Well, in reality, of course, I can go through it at any time in the later part of the day or maybe three times a day, four times a day, and just work it out then. But there's this feeling of wanting to stay on top of it. And many people that I work with have that kind of feeling too, of wanting to be able to stay on top of things. Or another thing that she talks about here is that you might want to be extra polite. And being polite in life has seemed to have taken a back seat when it comes to our social media and our technology, our phones in particular. You know the thing, you really wouldn't interrupt someone when they were speaking. I know that you wouldn't. It's simply bad manners. But Christine goes on to say that while answering a text or looking at Snapchat when you're in a meeting or at a social gathering is the same thing. So maybe we don't want to come across like that. Maybe we'd like to look at that and say, huh, 
I didn't even think about it like that. But when someone is talking at a party or at a social gathering and my phone pings and I go take my attention away from them and to look at my phone, it is kind of like interrupting them. And those are some great tips, I thought, for when you don't feel in control of your social media, of your technology. And the way you can know if you're not in control is to go back to those questions I asked you in the beginning. And if you answered yes to any of them, you may want to actually get a little bit more awareness around how you are using your technology. Maybe you are doing it uh, already backed off. Maybe you're not robotic-like when you're using it. But that's the point here, is to do what you do with awareness. Know what you are doing. We don't want to be doing these things out of habit because then they dig in really deep grooves and then it may not be something that we want to be doing and it'll be harder to break in the future. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I know that this technology and this digital world world is a big issue, but it really does affect us. And we didn't even get into that today. We got into how to get out of it. But maybe another podcast, we will talk about the effects that it really does have on everything from our relationships to our ability to sleep well. And now for today's quote. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from a horse master. He told me to go slow, to go fast. I think that applies to everything in life. We live as though there aren't enough hours in the day, but if we do each thing calmly and carefully, we will get it done quicker and with much less stress. And that's from Viggio Mortensen. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.